Hey guys, what's good? This is ARW Raw. We are here today with Zay. How's it going, girl? What's up? It's going. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. How has your day been? It's been pretty good, dude. I just got out of work not too long ago. And um, just getting home, took a shower, because apparently it's like 103 degrees. So It's way too hot out right now, bro. For real. At least we can, like, kind of tan, you know? That's so true. At least we can go outside in, like, our own areas and do stuff and, like, tan and be in the sun and stuff. Like, Yeah, because when we were in quarantine and it was raining, that was pretty whack. That was, like, really depressing. Yeah, just added to the, to the, you know, to the stuff. (laughs) It added to all the bad times. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I pretty much found you through Palm because he does a bunch of he did a bunch of interviews with me about a bunch of my music and then I saw him post all of your stuff about like Golden Days which we'll talk about later and like all your music and I think you're super talented slaying queen and I'm so glad to have you on here thank you I'm so hyped to be here yes but so what was your I just kind of want to start off with like what what brought you to be named Zay? What brought you into doing R&B vibes music? Like, tell me all about your brand. I'd love to know more about you. Okay, perfect. So, um, Zay actually started, I used to be called, um, just like by my name, Yasmin, um, which is dope. You know, I love my name. I love the origin of my name and, you know, my real name, but I was also in this, like, crazy rapper phase where I was just listening to nothing but, like, ASAP Rocky and, like, was just totally, like, in a different vibe mentally and as far as the sound I wanted. So I definitely was, like, kind of, like, starting off in my professional realm for music as, like, a rapper. Even though I've always been a singer my entire life, I definitely was like, I want to rap, you know? Yeah. Um, But... I needed, like, a different name, and I, at the time, I was kind of, like, going through, you know, a phase, and I, like, named myself, like, YV, dollar sign, MN, and, like, I was just, like, you know, this this has kind of got to change. It's looking really funny, like, on flyers, and, you know, even at that age, when I was, like, 19, I kind of wanted to still maintain a professionalism, so um, my homegirl was, like, well, why don't you call yourself Yaz? Because that's always been my nickname since, like, a kid. And at the time, there was, like, a birth control called Yaz. And I was kind of just like, um, I think I'm okay. I'm trying to, you know, emulate the same name as a, you know, birth control that kills people. (laughs) So they're definitely, like, like, when you typed in Yaz, like, the first thing that came up was, like, Yes, man, birth control lawsuits and all this crap. So I was like, no, I'm okay <laughs> on that. Let's figure something else out. And then I was like, why don't we just put my name, my nickname backwards? And that's how they came to be. That's really cool. That's a dope story. I totally feel you. Like I've had, a, I've gone through a few names, and it's always best to just have a name that people can easily spell and understand, and they're not just like, why are these random results coming up on Google? No, totally. <laughs> and I mean, even with my name now I still get crap for it you know like people will be like oh I thought it was like Zizix like the exit on the way to Vegas and like and like you know people will be like is it Zizay or Zazay or is it double Z-A and you know it's I don't mind explaining it though because like I said my real name is Yasmin and people have screwed that up my whole life because it's spelled like the Persian way so People, you know, because I'm Mexican, people just assume that it's Jasmine, um, but it's not. It's Yasmin. So, you know, my entire life, I've always had to correct people when they say my actual name. And so when I started rapping and I was correcting people with that, I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's just my life. <laughs> like, this is what I got to deal with. You're like, this is what I've been given. I got to take it and deal with it. I feel that. Pretty much. So you're more like R&B now, huh, than rap? Yes. Yes. So. To answer your question, I have always loved to sing. I've been singing since I was really young. Um, You know, my mom always encouraged me to sing. And if I liked something, you know, to to kind of stay passionate about it, you know. And um, 
for a really long time, I was really shy. Like, I did not like to sing in front of people at birthday parties. My parents would be like, sing, you know, like, we want to hear you. And I'd be like, no, and just, you know, get so shy about it. And it was super dramatic. And I eventually, like, turned, like, 13 or 14 and had, like, a karaoke party. And then, like, my entire family actually got to hear me um seeing and they were like kind of just blown away so then when I got to high school and and middle school I kind of just stood in choirs and I loved it and I got to college I went to Mount St. Mary's which is right across the street from USC um and I just like killed it as as a choir student like I was always landing solos always getting picked to go to like regionals and always getting picked to like be in competitions and once I left college I was like you know what like I'm gonna continue doing this I don't know how but and then eventually I moved back home and in in my city there was like a circuit of rappers and I was like ooh, like this seems fun so uh, you know I just I started doing that and it wasn't my favorite thing to do like I I had gone to school for for choir my whole life and then started rapping and I wasn't bad at it and I'm not bad at it but I definitely think that I love to sing a lot more and even before I was doing like more like pop kind of stuff and you know after like finally learning about SZA and you know just even my influences from being young like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Christina Aguilera, Maya, you know, Thalia, all of those artists just totally, like, made me find a voice that felt louder. Like, yeah, with rapping, you can cuss, you can get to the point with metaphors, you could create this crazy image, but ultimately what I wanted to do was create a feeling. Mm. And that's what I found with singing, you know? With singing, you can, you can always just find pure emotion you know as, as long as the song is being sung good you know there are definitely songs that are sung and it's just like what's going on but you know like when the song has the right emotion and right message like it just to me to me it feels better as an artist it feels better to put out and that's why I just kind of stuck with R&B and I've been doing it now for like two years every once in a while though like I'll have a homie who really really like will ask me if I can get like on a on a on a on a hook or on a verse and I'll do it, you know, like, cause why not? But that's just not my main focus anymore. And I, I love singing and I personally, I'm, I'm excited when I, I get really excited now when I sing, like when I know that I get to make something new or like, even with these little live shows I've been doing since we can't do like real shows, right. the live shows I've been doing, it's been so much fun and exciting. Cause I'm like, Ooh, you know, it's a chance to flex. I totally feel that. Do you do your shows on IG live or somewhere else? I've done a couple shows on IG Live, but it's not the same. It's really not the same as being on stage, I feel that. But I made myself a Patreon artist. You should definitely look into it because then your fans who would have gone to your shows, they can pay to hear you sing unreleased songs or, like, covers and stuff. And, like, I charge people maybe $7 a month, and I put new videos up every week. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's more of a performance because I have so many people be like, why don't you just do IG live performances? It's like, but I had like income from like my shows in LA, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, like people don't realize that like artists have to pay. I hate when people are like, oh yeah, art should be free. It's like, well, who's going to pay artists then? Right. You know, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that becomes really hard to balance as you become a bigger artist. You know, it's like, Obviously, you do it because you love it, but you loving it, if you love it enough, it should bring you to a point of success where you are going to be paid for it, you know? Oh, exactly. And it's like, why are you going to love the heck out of something so much just so just so you could be never paid? Like, what? Like, you mean, like, that's like trying to tell a sculptor to go to school, you know, and, you know, he sculpts because he loves it and then just becomes, like, freaking the greatest sculptor on earth and then it's like oh well yeah you can't get paid from it though like what why i know it's frustrating if i'm I'm this talented 
why shouldn't I get paid for it? What? I know I fully agree. And like you and I are people who have like thousands of monthly listeners online and like we're definitely on the come up, but it's really difficult being a woman in music. And I feel like that's a good segue into that. Like, do you feel yeah. like you use a lot of feminism in your music? Because personally, I feel like I use my music to show people that like I don't let any of like my disabilities or any anything about me that's, you know, people could see as a weakness or something that makes me weird or different. And I, I try to use that as like, a bolster for my music and to tell people like hey like I get what you're going through I'm going through it too right I I think that it's a it's a crazy duality right now because I did another another um podcast where we talked about you know being a woman in music and I do think there are some things where it's still really difficult like I've dealt him dealt with personally and interpersonally like through homegirls or things that I've heard but I do think that we have it a lot better than 10 years ago where even if we did make it big it was discredited or not fully credited to us I think what the biggest issue is right now is you know and I think it'll be within both genders but I just think that there's a lot of like talent versus clout right now Mm. you know and it's personally as somebody who I feel is talented and know people who are talented who are constantly underlooked you know it's tough but it comes with the business it's just that's just how it's always gonna be unfortunately I feel and another thing too is you know I, I feel like I try and incorporate my ideologies as a woman and my struggles into my music but not so much like in an r&b way to the sense where it's about love or you know heartbreak which are very important topics but you know i try and steer away from that and i think one thing that i've really tried to do with my you know upcoming music is try to radicalize it a little bit more because there's just too much going on to not document it and i think one of the biggest things right now is the fact that you and I as women have the ability now to just pull up and create a podcast like this you know back in the day we couldn't do that and if we did I'm pretty sure there were men who would make sure it wouldn't be heard yeah people silencing it you know like I just had a holocaust survivor on my podcast actually and like I feel like any minority culture whether you're jewish or mexican or black or anything where you're just not plain white christian i feel like there's always going to be people who are trying to get mad because you're going against the grain i feel like having yeah having him on the show he was talking all about like how there's always gonna be people telling you you can't do what your passion is but you can't listen to them and as long as you're doing what you love you really are just living life to the fullest like i don't know that hit me hard because like he was almost killed in the Holocaust and like his whole family almost died and like someone rescued them and saved them like in Germany. And it's just crazy because it's like, it's fate to do whatever you're doing in life. You just can't second guess it because it's not like you get to go back and be young again or make different choices, you know? No, of course. And I I think that the level of resilience we have now is, is, is at a way higher rate. Um, but yeah, I, I I love being a woman right now in the industry. I feel like it's the perfect time. I feel like there are a lot of women who are rightfully outshining male artists, you know? Yeah. Um, like you brought up SZA. We, like SZA, yeah. I've seen her live a few times, especially um at Coachella and on the Champion oh, Tour. Oh, she's dope. I know, she's and she dope. kills it. And she, she just pretty much belts all her songs and she's not afraid to dress super sexy or have so much emotion and stuff and I feel like in the past you know even with singers like Selena or singers like Aaliyah or anyone like that in the past who's very R&B and like rap vibes like they always had to like look a certain way dress a certain way like talk a certain way right and she does what she wants to do and she doesn't care what anyone thinks yeah and and you know I, I really enjoy that and I feel like right now is a good time to be a woman in the industry because ultimately you can be a boss like you can be a boss you can be a businesswoman you can be a promoter you can be a dj you can be an engineer you can do producer you can do all these things and like the best part is is like it's like an added an added 
like point because we're women you know like before it was like oh you know like she's a woman but she's also a producer but now it's like she's a producer but also she's a woman. yeah like you don't even have to say the woman part exactly it's like it's like i feel like people always try to limit others and say like oh yeah she's a woman like she's not as good or whatever like they try to imply that and it's like in reality gender doesn't matter i don't think that I see gender when it comes to music, you know, like I work with so many different amazing producers and engineers and artists, and I don't really see their gender. All I see is talent. And I think that a lot of men hide behind like acting like women are lower than them because they don't want to accept that like women can be any shape or size or race and succeed. They just want to think that like only a certain type of woman can succeed and she has to look like Paris Hilton or something like they don't think that women can look different and like be successful. They're like, Oh, women are only successful based off their looks, like being a model or being like a singer. Yeah, and I just, I'm excited, ultimately. Like, I do kind of feel like, you know, like, the whole clout thing is really huge right now. But at the same time, I feel like the people who are working hard and working diligent and, you know, who are humble. Like, I mean, and you don't, and like, being humble doesn't necessarily make you a better person, you know? Like, it, it definitely is something great to have. But I do think that a lot of women are breaking the barriers right now because, they're bold and they're loud and they're not scared of not seeming humble because sometimes you know sometimes you gotta let people know who's the boss and let people know who's been working hard and sometimes you gotta let people remind people that you're a freaking a warrior in this game and people need to remember that i fully agree and i think that a lot of us do a lot of different jobs and wear a lot of different hats like being a TV film producer and a rapper, people always try to tell me, like, oh, no one's going to respect you because you have your, like, boobs out on camera or because you, like, dress this way or act that way. And it's like, why should it matter how I dress or act outside of other jobs? Like, I can do all these jobs because I'm really talented and I slay. Exactly. Like, I don't think people should be able to look at you and be like, oh, no, like, you're, you need to be humble. You need to sit down. You need to be quiet because so many people have said that to me. Like, I'm graduating college next Friday. And, like, there's so many people who tell me, like, who are my teachers who say, oh, Amanda, you're going to be so successful. You're going to do so much better than so many other people I know because you're prepared for the industry since you've worked so hard. And then there's people who are going to say, oh, no, no, you're you're inappropriate. You dress like this. You act like this. You make music. You can't be in TV. And it's like, well, I can do anything I want. Like, (laughs) you can't tell me what to do. This is my vibe. Did you feel that after college with, like, studying choir so much like when did you when did you um graduate from college like how long ago was this i i didn't graduate i did get to my junior year and i was supposed to go back this year but you know things changed <laughs> um stuff gets in the but way i i you know yeah no yeah covid got in the way of a lot of stuff but same i was actually supposed to start um in march what um, was your major like right so when I first started going to school, I, I went as nurse. I went into Mountain Mary's with a nursing uh, major because they're a, a really good nursing school. And then after like three weeks, I was like, I need to get out of this. Like, I need to go. Um, and then eventually switched over to environmental science uh, because they had just opened up an environmental science program at the school. So I did that and then just did choir. And, you know, even though I didn't graduate, I still left school with a lot of just, like, slack from people, you know? Like, I, at the time, didn't feel like the degree was worth the money that I was paying because I got a good financial aid package, but it still wasn't enough. Right. And I was paying for it by myself, you know? I didn't have my parents helping me out. So it became really stressful and, you know... Even while going to that school, I was dating somebody at the time who would constantly tell me, like, you know, you you wasted your time coming to the school. Like, you should have just went to a community college and you should have just, like, tried to go to a UC because it's cheaper and la, la, la. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I want that one-on-one interaction with a professor I want small classes. I want to be able to fully adapt and understand to what is going on. No, and that's no shade to any private, other private or, you know, bigger schools. If you can learn like that, by all means, but I know myself, I couldn't do that. And I think that 
by leaving school if i wouldn't have left school i don't think i'd be doing music like this to be honest i totally feel I really that. I think sometimes you need that push where you're like what am i doing like i need to focus mm-hmm. on something and then choose to pursue the music like as someone who started my music career in school like studying business and film and like all this stuff and taking all these really hard like accounting and finance and econ and all the other crazy classes it's like you can't really have your mind right like I feel like I'm only so good at rapping because of just everything I've been through and everything this has put me through and the grind it's been through because as you said like rap's all about the metaphors and like being to the point and stuff but I've really started my singing career recently with my vocal coach who I've worked with for a really long time and like I just don't think it's really good to multitask and sing because it's it's like, which one are you focusing on? And like, which one are you putting your energy into? Like, are you going to put your energy into your career right now? Or like classes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like singing in choir mm-hmm, seems totally. like it's more like, I agree. like a group thing. But then if you're going to put the pressure on your career and really make it happen, you got to really be focused on it. And, you know, it's... <laughs> I think that now's the time to just go all in, no matter what. Like, if you wanted to learn how to sing, guess what? Now's the time to do it. You know, like, if, if you wanted to pick up marketing and wanted to understand, like, analytics better and how they work to your advantage, now's the time. You know, if, if you needed to take the time, like, my problem is that I never have enough time for anything. I, I literally have to make time to write music to same here I you know work that. on my brand as an artist and things like that and now I have it and now I have the time why would you do it now and yeah exactly like, there's a lot of people making excuses right now like now? you're instead spending so now, time on your brand you're not just wasting time sitting around wishing you were famous or something I know so many people like that who are like I wish I was famous it's like do you think you're just gonna get famous by sitting there saying that like if you want to be a successful artist, you got to put the work in, you know? No, oh, yeah. That's amazing. So, like, what mm-hmm. are you doing well, during Steph, this time I to work totally on your brand agree. and work on all your stuff? Whoa. I just bought all my equipment. I bought an interface. I bought a mic. I bought a preamp. I bought an Ableton controller. I bought. Are Ableton, you making all your bots yourself and producing everything? Um, That's sick. I'm not, but I want to start, which is why I got it. And shout out to the town. Oh my gosh. But that's a hey, that's a good use on it. (laughs) No, yeah, totally. I I I figured, you know what, if I am gonna get I didn't even know if I was gonna get stimulus check, so and I'm working, you know, so it it was like really hit or miss for me. I didn't know if it was gonna happen. Um and I got it, and I said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate this entire check to just spending on, you know, because I have to buy, I bought the beats, I bought the beats for the project, I pay for the artwork, you know, I have to pay for the engineering, the mixing and mastering, and then I bought all the equipment. So that's some of the money for the project, you know, I've I've been working and writing and helping with writing treatments for new music videos and I totally really feel that. That's awesome. So what type of artwork is it? That's sick. Um, It's more like collage work. We're definitely going to be going for like a really 90s, like iridescent aesthetic for the that's so project. Cool. And yeah, I'm excited. It's it's created by my home. That's Mars. awesome. And, you know, it's really dope. I think it's important for us women to support each other because we're queens who are slaying goddesses and we all stay positive and we're trying to really contribute to the community during this time like I work with one of my main producers Luca a ton on my music it's hard sometimes for us to stay motivated but I think as long as we're all contributing to the community during this difficult time and we're all helping each other that's what really matters at the end of the day because I feel like your music is so inspirational and you really have a lot of themes in your music that are so relatable and I don't know. I just think it's so so important to just stay real during this time and not not be like living your life in fear of constantly messing up or constantly mm-hmm. just being afraid of this virus. Right. And I I don't necessarily think that people like I don't want to say regular people cuz that sounds so demeaning but like people I guess who are not artists or you know who don't have that outlet 
I, I don't think that this is the time. Like, if you, if this is your time to rest, by all means, take that time, you know? But if you're an entertainer... Yeah, like, this is the time to shine. This is your time to entertain. Like, Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because people, people need really it right need now. that. People I really people, need it right now. I really respect people like you, people like Palm. You know, I also do a lot of, like, IG shows in addition to the Patreon stuff. Um, Just to keep people entertained and keep people feeling connected. I think there's a lot of people who are super depressed right now who need people like Palm reviewing music and you and me making shows and people just putting out content who are being positive and entertaining. I think it's so easy to just fall into this mindset right now, like, nothing's ever going to get better. I've heard of a lot of people committing suicide right now and I'm just sending prayers, you know, because it's mm-hmm. prayers up because it's we're putting out new music. We're putting out good energy and I hope people can tune into that and we can make them feel better. And just to talk about that, yeah, you know, totally. if you want to segue into talking about golden days, like break it down, talk about like the launch, talk about I saw you had some IG ads running. Talk about yes. some of that. Like, yes, 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 girl. I am all about online marketing now. Like, I recently, not recently, like, I'd always known, but I recently, like, dove in and tried to learn about, like, Facebook media and Instagram media. And honestly, dude, it's, it's the, it's the shiznit, okay? Like, it really doesn't even cost that much to get an outreach. And the best part about it to me is that it's all natural and organic. So, it's not like you're paying for no, blogs. yeah, I've, I've taken followers. a, you're a paying digital marketing for... class at USC actually this year. Um, it's part of my major, and like it's pretty good to be able to like yeah. understand. I mean, it's pretty like like you said, like it's dope, and it's pretty easy to understand once you're studying it, like the target audience and like the number of people you're trying to reach for your budget and all of that. Like, what type of budgets? What type of budgets are you working with for your online marketing? Because right. I even saw your Instagram ads, and I was like, she's popping off. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, I that that's an ad on three three bucks a day for that's nine awesome. days. That's less than twenty bucks, and you know it's it's. I mean, obviously, you know, with the bigger the budget, you know, the more outreach. But um, I gave myself maybe like a budget of like five hundred dollars wow. for the entire video release. I think that it's really important to be able to spread mm-hmm. your message. I agree. And um, for everyone who's an artist or like self-employed person on here, I'd seriously recommend doing anchor podcasts like on here and also doing a lot of playlisting because then people can really get to know your brand and, and they can understand it like from a different point of view. Because when I talk to people and stuff, they're like, wow, like your music makes a lot more sense since I like understand who you are and stuff like I just think it's better to be able to explain to people who you are and like be able to have those ads and like have that placement on those playlists where where they can see like where your brand fits into the into the mix, you know. Of course. Right. And I mean, I totally agree because it only costs maybe like 40 to 60 bucks to be placed on a really good blog, you know, and people don't see that. People don't see that uh, and it 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 really makes me sad and because I know so many friends who put out a really good song and get so mad when it doesn't get the love it should get. And it's like, okay, I get it. You know, but you, you need to put it in front of people who, who would otherwise see it. Like you want the, or yeah. Right. You need to, you, like people aren't just searching for music anymore. They're waiting for it to come to them. So if you could put it on a platform where they put it in front of people's faces and say, Hey, we like yeah, it, it's so somewhere that people like trust, too. like they Guess already have it in there. Um, listen to it. Safe playlist. Like, what type of what do you work with any organizations for mm-hmm. that? Like, I mostly submit on daily playlists and soundplate, but I definitely want to work on getting some bigger playlists. It's just like so many people try to rip artists off, and like I kind of want to go into that. I feel like there's a lot of people who are in the business of ripping artists off and claiming that they have all these listeners, but it's really bots. And it's like, I don't want just no, totally. Um, well, I mean, I work a lot with revival reels. They're actually who did my last music video. And honestly, what I did and what the producer did is we just sent like the EPK and the video itself in a small summary to like a bunch of blogs and a bunch of like everything. Like I was digging through Instagram you know, just using the hashtag like A and R and just 
finding so many people pretty much like lurking for emails to send stuff to and I sent like a mass email with to like maybe like 70 people and out of those 70 maybe like a good six responded and out of those six only like a cool three like maybe three platforms are ones that I really really enjoyed and felt like it would connect really well with the people who already listen to me or people who would who like music like mine so I, I yeah that's so cool and I think that's important to be able to like understand that you're gonna get like a thousand mm-hmm. yeah it's a numbers game yes. and like we're we're gonna be working with buzz bands la and like their promo campaign amount is not crazy so you know people think that it's hard or like people think people really think that there's like one person just shifting through thousands of music just trying to get that one person when no in reality they offer packages you pay the package and then that's how your stuff gets shown you know so yeah i think there's a lot of paid paid um we should definitely text about this later send me these resources because i feel like it's so cool and like it's so important for us mm-hmm. artists to help promote each other and it's 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 important for us to tell each other about real things that are going on and real offers because again like i said there's so many people like lurking mm-hmm. who are just like fake like there's just so many fake playlisting people and you can sometimes never tell like right. which ones are good which ones are real no, like, totally. which ones are I just bots like to me on twitter um I paid 25 bucks for a weekly paid campaign. They were going to run me on their website. And I figured it's a website, so it'd stay there forever. But after the week, they took it down. And not even just took it down from the front page, but took it down off the website. And Yeah, and you're like, why did I even pay? $25 for a Spotify placement, hit us up. And I was like, wait, I just paid money to have you guys circulate my music why not just add it to the play you know like just shady stuff yeah like i already paid you like you should be helping me like i know people who don't who just they they you pay them like 40 bucks to get on this big playlist and then it's like a fake account and they like they ban you or something after like so you can't message them and be like i want my money back mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy i mean I'm I'm glad that like you and I have met through Palm and through all the cool people putting on amazing female artists and I think that we can help each other a lot and who knows maybe we'll collab one day like let's I'm go down, dude and honestly like it's it's been hard with collaborations too that's why I don't do that <laughs> if you look at my it if you look at my arsenal you know I only have very limited collaborations with the same people and they're all mostly with my crew because I'm I'm in a crew. I'm I'm in two collect I'm in two collectives. I'm in East of the River and there's eleven of us and th- like that's my crew. Like those are the people I ride with. Oh, that's tight. And then um I, I have Bruja's Brew, which are my two homegirls, Kiddo and Sister Irie. You know? Oh, I think I know them. I think I know them. My friend runs a CBD company and she works with them. Oh, Ganja Runner? No, my girl, she weed, but she's friends with Ganja Runner and all them. Uh, I think everyone's very connected. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome, though. I feel that. Like, my music lawyer was just telling me, like, you should get some more dope women on your future, you know, pieces. So I was like, hey, I'll hit you up about it. But we'll see. We'll see. I just think it's really cool to to cross over with a lot of different artists. But it's also really cool to have your own crew who you can run with and all that. I totally agree. You gotta have people watching your back. Mm-hmm. All day. Always yeah. and all day. I feel that, girl. So, do you have any new music dropping during quarantine that people can be on the lookout for? Um, it's, I, I guess it just depends on when, when this is all stopping. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends on what's going on. Yeah, like I, all of that. I obviously really, 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 really want to, you know, drop stuff. But at the same time, I'm kind of okay on not dropping anything right now because I don't want to, like, try and put something out right now and it just not get the results that it deserves. Because after Golden Days, you know, I can't, I really, really can't put out anything second best 
And I totally get that. You know, so I'm I'm just really not trying to to put out whack stuff. Like, you know, like obviously You gotta only put out good stuff. Like I'm only putting out the album I've been working on because I've been working on it for more than a year and a half and like everything's already perfect and my man's mixing it and everything. But I think that it's not a good idea to put stuff out unless it's, like, already completely wrapped up and perfect and packaged for everything. No, totally. And I just kind of feel like it's the time to just make stuff, like, perfect stuff first, you know? I totally feel that. And I feel like it's really important to reach out to blogs, to reach out to people to put you on, to get connections. Um, I've been podcasting a lot, making a lot of YouTube videos. So I'm really just trying to focus on putting out content, I think, for now and it's very good to focus on your brand. I think, I mean, I commend you for doing that for all of your online marketing stuff and for teaching yourself that, I mean, that must've been a lot of stress to like put yourself through to learn all of it. But then after you learn it, you're like, Hey, I know this now. So it's good. Yeah, I agree. And honestly too, another thing with that is like, why am I going to put out all this music and not even be able to correctly promote it with shows? Like that's, that's what I love to do. Like when I have a new project, the best believe there's like three tours coming after that because I love to get out and physically show people like what what I'm working on yeah like what you're about like I'm the same way because people always say like see me live at the Viper Room or the Min or any of the big Hollywood clubs I do really uh is more of an experience like you don't really want to put out music when no one can go see it but on the other hand, you know, since if someone like me, you know, I haven't put out anything since January, right. it was like a single and I've been sitting on it. I just like, I feel like impatient to put it out. I feel no, like totally. everyone wants to hear it and I'm like, ah, but the shows are a big part of it. Like what type of shows do you usually do? Where do you usually perform? I'm really curious. Um, I have performed at a lot of places. I've performed at the Novo. I've performed at the Roxy. Um, hey. I perform at Golden Road Brewery. Um, Oh, man, I love that place. And I also, you do the Novo, that's lit. Yeah, I've, the Roxy. I've opened up for, like, some pretty cool people. And, I, you know, I did the Nights on Broadway Festival two years ago. And we, I haven't been doing a lot of local shows unless they're at venues I, ha- I had never been at before. I did a show at the Paramount. Um, That was my biggest awesome. show. It was a sold-out show. And that was my first show of the year. And that was probably my favorite show thus far. That's so fun. I love doing big shows. I've also done some stuff at the Roxy, just like you. And it's a really fun area to be in. And I love just, I love the vibe of being able to interact with the fans. It's a really different energy. Like, of course, they can buy your merch online and like listen to your songs and like do TikToks and like whatever. But I feel like the meet and greet element and the performing element is a whole other level. You know, I miss my Westies and hanging out Mm -hmm. with them and everything i don't know do you miss your fans a lot like i feel like you have some pretty dedicated fans i do i have some diehards man and it really sucks like i think that's what i miss most i just miss performing and having that connection with people in that aspect and there's nothing like that there's no there's no feeling like when you're with your fans and you guys are just vibing together you know there's nothing like that and oh exactly and they know all the words and everything yeah dude (laughs) people like oh one of the funnest shows i've ever done was at the moroccan lounge in in boyle heights and oh that's awesome yeah it used to be the one-eyed gypsy and i always wanted to perform there and i finally got to perform there and i got to perform there with my band and it was crazy like I look up and I the promoter didn't really know me, so he threw me up first, thinking I was gonna put on some weak show or something. And next thing I know, I look up and there's like over a hundred and fifty people in the room, and it was so lit, dude. And like just to know, and then like two weeks after that, we did a show at the Continental Room, which was actually like a pretty big branch of my fans, and they were like the band was tripping because at the show that we did with not a lot of people, you know, I didn't really know that crowd. So, but it was still like a room full of 150 people. And then we did a show at the continental room, a lot smaller. There was like, maybe like maybe 60 people there and the entire room knew the lyrics to my song, you know? So like, dude, that's a crazy feeling. Like I love it when people can turn up with me and like 
really get what's going on. Like, it's a different vibe because people, it's one thing to like, like your songs. Right. It's another thing to know the I songs. I love it. Yes. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Like, what's it like to have a whole band to perform with you every time? Because I've had bands perform with me sometimes, but mostly I just perform to tracks. Like, it's a whole other vibe with the band. Um, I recently started doing that at the beginning of or at the end of last year, I started rocking with Memory Den. And I had actually rocked with Memory Den maybe like four years ago as well. I met them at a show and just fell in love. And they didn't have a singer at the time. It was solely instrumental. And I felt like I was on psychedelics or something like while listening to them. So, you know, I went to go talk to them after. And then they saw my set and were like, whoa, we want you to be to sing with us. So I started singing with them, and yeah, it's just way different being like, here's my USB, and like, I'm not knocking it because I've done it for so long, and I'm probably going to have to for a long time, but until I get my own band, but rocking with them, man, it's just so like, it's, it's, it's even better when you're actually, when you have chemistry with your band, you know, it's different like when you just have a bunch of cool, like, people who when you have a bunch of talented artists you know it's different when you have a bunch of talented artists who also really like each other and vibe with each other and aren't scared to be like yo you're not doing this right or yo you need to be louder or yo you need to slow down and that's what they do and I missed it I I love it I love doing like sound checks you know I I love like especially if there's a good sound guy in the house oh man it's it's so much better than having to you know have a usb and it just creates oh i feel like i said it just creates a different feeling for the for the listener yeah being from dc and like doing a lot of shows here and there and like a lot of other cities i've done shows in it's definitely different if you have your whole team and like your people there and they can help you and be like no no this guy needs to do this like they Mm -hmm. go talk to the sound guy and everything but it's different if you're like they basically throw you up with no time to spare and then you just gotta get it done. You just gotta basically yeah but it, it really sucks when you're rapping into or singing into a mic and it's really off oh really yeah no i totally really, I get know. you that's the worst honestly that's kind of why i wanted to learn how to engineer and record because i've definitely been at shows where the engineers just don't know what the heck they're doing and it's like you're not only ruining my set but you're making me look bad like i don't know what's going on you know? Yeah, and you're making me look bad and it sounds like it's my track that's messed up when it's really your system that's completely janky AF and it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I don't know. I feel like especially like since it's Mental Health Awareness Month, it's really important for me to check in with the fans and yep. be real with them. I know you want to talk about that. What points did you want to discuss about that element of May and everything going on right now with quarantine and everyone having a really hard time? You know, it's not a pretty journey. It's, it's, there's nothing nice about it. You know, people think like mental health awareness, like bath bombs and self care and treat yourself. And like, yeah, that's a huge element to it. But mental health, health is very ugly. It's like, it's almost like a demon in yourself that you have to constantly face. And I don't mean to make it seem totally negative because I've learned to embrace my mental flaws and the things that hold me back within my mindset. But at the same time, I understand that I need to change certain things in order to not necessarily have those things disappear, but not be as prominent in my life. And I think that one thing that everybody should remember is that mental health is different for everybody it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and I think I was even reading something today that said up until like the 1970s or 80s women weren't even tested in mental health hospitals for research it was only men so you have to think about the neurological aspect of that in the sense where we already as different sexes don't think the same so now you have to take into account that there's a mental disorder tapped into the brain in which you have to study and see behavioral patterns. That didn't happen to our gender for almost 30 years. So 
now in a generation where we're seen as having daddy issues and you know we're crazy and we want to blame our zodiac signs or we want to blame retrograde or whatever like yes it's important to take those things into account but at the same time like it's not a one-size-fits-all thing yeah like there are so many people who are afraid of therapy or who are afraid of like confronting their issues like that's why people don't I don't know. That's why people don't want to be in quarantine. <laughs> like they're like, "Wait, you mean I got to deal with myself by myself with me?" Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who like they can't deal with who they are at the core and like I think a lot of people during this time are going to be needing to do a lot of soul searching and understanding like, "Okay, like this is not just something that I can just fix right away. Like that's not how it works." No. And but I do think like it's possible to help yourself it's possible to seek help it's all those things are possible you just really have to want to do it and that's the hardest part like there yeah there are people who just don't know how or don't want to do it and yeah i know it's it's hard i have ptsd from something really bad that actually happened to me you know i'm not really gonna talk about on here because this podcast all about positivity and stuff and slang and everything but um you know, like, it took me a really long time to get a psychiatrist and a therapist um, and all of that and, like, be able to acknowledge some stuff that's happened to me and be able to, like, say, like, it's not my fault and, like, I can move past it. I think a lot of us really beat ourselves up over things that we had no control totally. over and things that, like, we've been suffering from for a long time. And I think it's really important that, like, especially, like, artists like you and me, like, I think it's so amazing that we can, like, come on this podcast and talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. maybe even 10 years ago, no one would have even brought up the word mental health right. or, like, um, like emotional health, I like, agree. emotional intelligence, any of that. I, like, a thousand percent agree. And I, I think that it's awesome that we're able to do this right now because you, we don't even understand how many girls need to hear this. Like, yeah, I know. It's it's kind of crazy. And I think that you brought up a good point in saying, like, people have to be with themselves now. I think there's so many people, especially, um, you know, I was talking to my boyfriend about this earlier today. There's so many YouTubers who just, like, they spend their whole life, like, making videos based off of, like, Cinco de Mayo and, like, Christmas and, like, all this stuff. And all they really do is buy stuff and then make videos about it. It's, like, that's not really a way to live your life. And now that they're, like, stuck by themselves, they really have to see, okay... I really don't have any talent or skills or anything. And all I can do is make videos about stuff. I don't right. have anything that's, you know, in my arsenal for a skill set. And it's, it's really sad to see that during this time that there's so many people who are just like these influencer types where all they can do is make videos about the stuff or how they physically look. And, you know, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about what's on the inside for, for you and how you can interact with yourself. There's some people who really can't be alone or really cannot face their own past. Yep. And, that's why we're here to remind girls that they can not only say what they want to say, but not feel bad for saying it. Yeah, I feel like there's so many people, even in my major at USC, who like think they're like, they just think that like I'm weird because I make music and I like do other stuff besides like want to be an agent or a manager or something in entertainment. It's like, but this major business cinematic arts is for people who want to be in the industry as a producer or as a writer or as anything like. You don't have to be an agent or a manager and people think it's weird that I'm an artist and it's like, it's just really frustrating to see that, but really the only way you can prove yourself in life is showing people what you've got. You can't spend your whole life worrying about like fitting in Mm -hmm. and all of that and I think quarantine is scaring a lot of people because they're so used to like being in a sorority or being, you know, in this certain group of people and they think they're so great, but now that everyone is forced down to be on a level playing field, they really don't have what it takes to put out the content or put out the emotions that people want to be seeing and hearing and feeling. It's just, it's sad because <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm on a rant here, but I feel like there's just so many people who don't realize that you can be an artist and be in business and do multiple things and not be quote unquote weird or different or whatever. Like we're all really talented. It's like, we all just need to accept each other for that. There needs to be stop being so much judging. I feel like COVID-19 should teach people that like you need to be nice and we all need to be kind to each other and treat each other well. Yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, you know, this time has like a lot of hard times. It brings out the worst in people and it really makes me sad. But, you know, it's just something that we got to deal with for the time being. And, you know, I think as artists, we just got to stay strong and 
yeah, you know, just got to stay strong for our people and for the people that need us because ultimately people need us right now. I fully agree. Thank you so much for being on this episode, Zay. Of I mean, whatever you want to go by, <laughs> all your fabulous names. And, you know, I hope that we can work together on something soon, whether that be music or putting out more stuff like this. I think that you have a really cool vibe. I loved your video for Golden Days. Thank I loved... You. I just, I just love how you're so confident, and I really think it's really cool. Like, ever since I modeled for this brand called Parade, you might know them. It's an underwear company. Yeah, um, yeah ever since they asked me to model for them, I re- it really opened my eyes to how people are not accepting of all, all bodies and all people. Mm-hmm. And I really admire how people like you and me are just, like, out here, like, dressing how we want, acting how we want, whatever. When Especially in Hollywood and this industry we're in is so judgmental and, like, oh, if you're not size zero, you can't be on the screen and everything. And I think that you should just keep doing what you're doing and not let anyone tell you different. Like, there's always going to be haters, but we can't let them get us down. Oh, thanks, boo. I appreciate that. I, my, I guess, like, any advice that I would give an artist coming up right now is just, like, don't sell yourself short. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't think that you need to be doing all these shoots and ladders and doing the most just to get, like, a glance. Like, be real with yourself before... And, uh, like, if you're real with yourself as an artist, other people will be real with you as an artist. So be real with yourself and what you really want, because if not, then you're just wasting your time. And you could be doing something else that makes you totally happy, you know? So I think that if you're an artist right now, don't give up. Stay strong. I know times are weird, but it gets better. And everything you're working hard for, it, it pays off. Like, even if it's two years later, trust me, the things I work, was working for two years ago, they're paying off now. And um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at ZZAY92. I'm on Twitter at Yeah, Yeah, Yaz with five Zs in that thing. I'm on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Tidal, Napster, whatever you use for music. Golden Days is on YouTube right now. Shout out to Revival Reels, EOTR, Brujas Brew. And I just got to say before I go, rest in peace, Ahmad Aubrey, um, rest in power. He, you know, was lynched today in 2020. Um, you know, for the color of skin, and you think we'd be over this by now? You think that society would be done doing BS like that? But yeah, it's not it's really sad. But I just, I just wanted to get that in there before the end of my segment. Yeah, I mean that's really important. And RIP. You know, I hope that whoever murdered him brutally is prosecuted and put in jail forever because yep. anti anything crimes are really messed up. You know, anti race anti-semitism anti-gender anything that's against people being themselves or being who they are you know why are you gonna why is the government gonna condone the murder of a black man by these two terrible trump supporting white guys Mm -hmm. and not do anything about it yep exactly i think that that's very important that you ended on that note and i fully agree you know everyone should go pursue their dreams right now and honestly when I went into college I was a biology major and I was like why am I here doing this and once I switched majors and started pursuing my dreams the whole world opened up to me and it's such a different life if you just allow it to be so I just want everyone to know that you know like 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 you said you know mental health awareness month you know you, you don't have to be in the place that you're in you can do anything yep I am all for it baby girl Yes, well, I hope you have a great day, girl, and we will definitely be in touch about all sorts of music business stuff. Yes, let's get it.